I want, I want to say a toast also. Chris and Jacqueline, I just want to say thank you for inviting us. We had a wonderful time. And um, I just want to say Joe and I loved spending time with my brother and Melissa. And we love you guys very much. Oh, yeah, and happy 50th to Caroline. And um, that's it. It was a great week. So, cheers. Hello. You're happy to be with everyone. What about me? You forgot to include me in the toast. I guess I wasn't worthy. It doesn't make sense to me. Pick and choose when we're family, when we're not. Quite honestly, I feel embarrassed. Housewives Relatable listeners, it's your girl Stella. Once again, we're going to talk about it all. (laughs) What did everyone think of the last two episodes of New Jersey, especially the last one? I thought it was a bit wild. So we're going to cover everything. Uh, We're going to get into the thick of it. But first, I just want to talk about what has been happening outside of the show. Did you happen to catch Jackie on the after show? I find it funny that Jackie and the other women, they they feel so bad for Frank and Tanya. If you recall, those are the same women that took a poll at Michelle Pius' party when Dolores was with David at the time. And the women were like, you deserve a man that puts you first. This man is stalling. He bought you a Porsche instead of a ring. Joe Gorga even said to Frank, I love you, my brother, but you broke this woman. She's a broken woman. Do you remember that? I know that Joe Gorga's comments at the time, they were received as chauvinistic and everyone was like, you don't call a woman broken. And yes, I agree. It was harsh, like in the moment, especially in the way that it was done. But You know who else called herself broken? Dolores. Dolores herself. And I want you to listen to those two audio clips. We're at divorce. Yes. You know, I've accepted it now because I had no choice. Let me ask you really quick. What were your parents feeling when that happened? When I had to go to my mom, nine months pregnant, and say Frank left the house. I gave him a choice to stay, and he left. She was a mess. And my dad walked up to the table and goes, come back home. That's so wonderful. Isn't that so wonderful? You had that support. I had that support. Yeah, that's I wonderful. I had that support. It was Instead really of putting wonderful. it back on you, because sometimes parents can do that. Like, how, what did they you They took do? it on as themselves. That's wonderful. They didn't look at me like pregnant with two kids, not knowing that Frank was going to do the right thing. Yeah. You're ours. We got you. Come home. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll raise the kids if he doesn't yeah. do it, which he did. I get the, my father had a long talk with him, and he yeah. said, we will always consider your family mm-hmm. as long as you do the right thing by her and those kids. Okay, and he did? He did. Okay. Until he couldn't, because things had hard times. However, 
I wasn't going to let divorce come between the family that I wanted for my kids. I wanted what I had. Yeah. And I kept it together as much as I can. I would let Frank come for dinner. I wouldn't fight in front of them. It took a while, but I did. Yeah. And they were young. I beg people now, please don't fight in front of your kids. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. I know it's, it's uneasy. It's really hard because and it a takes lot of two. Yeah, that people are putting their children in between whatever's happening and it really truly destroys the children it does and i didn't want that so what was it like being a single mom it was lonely Mm -hmm. i would take them on vacations by myself Mm um i was secluded i grew so much i was secluded because i always stayed away from like i didn't want to go by somebody's house their husband's home from work and i'm the single mom i'm not gonna I don't want to go to your house when your husband's home because yeah. when he's, I forbid, don't look at me like I was 28 years old. I was yeah. a pretty girl, you know, yeah. and people didn't really want me around. That's, that's, I'm being honest. Yeah. No, I, I understand it. I absolutely do. And I come from an old school respect where, like, I didn't want to call somebody when their husband came home from work yeah. and talk on the phone. That's your family time. Yeah. But I was lonely a lot. Yeah, as I close know. as I was with Frank, Frank was also doing his thing. Of course. So at the end of the day, it was just me and my kids, and we're very close. You still had your heartbreak. Broken. Yeah, absolutely. And the only thing I can't forgive was because of the heartbreak, I couldn't enjoy the cute little things as they were children. So you were going... I was pregnant for my son, and my daughter was three. And was this something that you wanted to do, or mutual, or... No, no, no. Frank had met somebody on store in the pregnancy. Okay. It got out of hand. Okay. And then I had to face him. It was so bad. Listen, I had given Frank a couple things. About, like, I would say, Frank, you really need to calm down. You smell like perfume. You know, no, don't think I wasn't heartbroken. I was devastated. I yeah. cried to my cousin. I didn't have friends. Mm-hmm. I had no friends. I only had my sisters, yeah. who would not even understand what I was talking about, and my cousin. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember just like he was, you know, I've seen it before. Yeah. No soul in the eyes. When a guy is done, oops, when a guy is done, he's done. <clears throat> when he is falling and across the other side, hey, listen, a guy goes out, they go to the strip line. Like, they do. They go. So when yeah. somebody now falls for who they were fooling around with, you're in trouble. Right. As a woman, yeah. you know, your family, he can't think of anything but that when he's with you. Yeah. That was rough. That was from an interview that Dolores did approximately three years ago, and it's available on YouTube. You can find it under Wake Up With Marcy, and the interview is about 30 minutes long. I feel like I've, I feel like I've learned more about Dolores in those 30 minutes, more than in the whole seven years that she's been on The Real Housewives. So, you know, it's just to say that this woman, she, she truly has a story that is not being told on Housewives. And I think that the producers, they're not necessarily maximizing her as much as they could. And by the way, I didn't even know that Dolores was Frank Catania's second wife. Frank was married before she says this in the interview. She says that Frank was married before her to his high school sweetheart. And I guess that, you know, they were too young and they got divorced and then he met Dolores and that didn't work out either. So, again, nothing against Frank Catania. I like him as a character on the show. And I'm not going to go and hold his past mistakes against him. 
I, I think I said this before. I um, I like him as a character on the show, and I think he is often the voice of reason on Housewives, right, amongst the men, and even sometimes the women. But I do understand what it's like to be raised as a single, you know, by a single parent. Um, like Dolores said in that clip, it's an extremely lonely life, and... Um, dating when your kids are young is very difficult. It's very difficult as well. Not not every person is going to to want you because of that. Because you know they feel like you bring baggage like into the relationship. Not everyone is going to love and care and accept your children um, and take that role of like you know step parent or something like that. Like you know it's not for everyone, right? So it's very hard to date when you're a single parent. So um and you're not also you're not just going to bring about just anyone around your kids okay so it's not because i don't like frank people make mistakes and i'm happy that him and dolores are in a better place but think about that think about that clip i'm happy for dolores when it comes to that and i'm really happy that paulie has the stance that he has and that he's actually claiming her Right. He's like, I got it now. I'm here for her. This is a new day. This is a new life. And she's feeling good. I'm not mad about it. Speaking of Dolores, you know, um, I don't know why, but sometimes certain things, they tend to just get stuck in my head. Uh, I don't know if this panel, um, Dolores was on the panel with Frank Teresa, Louie, and on the other side, there was Jen Aiden and her husband. So um, Melissa and Joe were not on the panel. So anyways, um, at some point in time, Teresa is like talking and she says, me and Dolores have like a very long friendship, a long um, relationship. We met each other in our 20s. So for some reason, that kind of stuck with me because... I believe it was in 2021 or I'm not sure if they had a Bravo conjuring um, not the, the hot times uh, of the pandemic, but the one before 2022. OK, so that Bravo con um, Dolores is talking and she says, I've known Teresa ever since I am 16 years old. And she also said this quite often on the show. Uh, if you recall, there's that scene where um, uh, with the reef and then at some point in time, uh, the ladies go to Siggy's friend. They play a little bit of tennis and, you know, they hire this hot instructor and Teresa swims in the pool. But just before they get to do that, they, they had like a little lunch at Siggy's friend's house. And basically, Danielle was like Danielle Staub, obviously. Uh, she was talking and saying, oh, we had something like really did. And I thought it was very beautiful. And then we see Dolores in her confessional. She says, I have known Teresa since the ages of 16 years old. I've known Teresa and her mother since I was 16. And I would have liked to be there and I wasn't even invited. Right. So that's what she says. So this has kind of like come up here and there on the show. Dolores seems to think that they met when they were 16. Teresa um, went on her podcast recently and said that she met her when she was in her 20s and that Dolores was kind of like closer to Dina at that point uh, because they were older because, you know, like a couple years or three years older than Teresa. Teresa is going to turn 51, if I'm correct, on May 18. So I don't know. I don't know why that's 
tends to stay in my head, but um, I just want to understand the four-year gap difference because it's pretty significant. Like, I don't know if there's anything to it, but they don't seem to agree on the timelines as to when they met. So anyways, speaking of podcast, <laughs> guess who won? No one other than Gia Judice. And I have to say that she was, you know, she was pretty good at interviewing and Teresa didn't say much. Uh, to Teresa and Melissa didn't say much, but um, Gia knows how to conduct an interview. She's very well-spoken. So anyway, she was talking and she said that her aunt, like her auntie, Melissa, um, blocked her <laughs> out of all her social media accounts. I didn't realize that it had gotten so bad. I know they had unfollowed each other on social media. Um, I think Gabriella and Gia do not follow Melissa. You know, I knew about that, but I didn't know that Gia was blocked by Melissa. So I thought that was interesting. And um, last week, Ramona was on Teresa's podcast. And this week, she is on Melissa's podcast. <laughs> oh, it's starting to look a little bit competitive, as always. I think that Ramona was friends with Melissa, if I recall correct correctly. I think she was friends with Melissa first. Um, you do you remember when um, she called she called Melissa at the reunion? And she got caught by Andy Cohen, and then after that. Um, I think Melissa said, oh, she's obsessed with me. She really loves me. Like, they're friends, right? And uh, obviously, they went on Ultimate Girl Strip together. And at the time, I believe that Ramona didn't even like Teresa that much. But anyways, I think uh, she's probably trying to promote her new podcast because you've probably heard that Ramona is getting into the podcast business as well with her daughter, Avery. I think it's going to be called something like Turtle Time, which is like... Um, you know, like a um, reference to her iconic line, uh, Turtle Times, in uh, like somewhere in the Caribbean. I can't remember where it was, but anyways. So Ramona is probably doing what she does best, which is marketing herself. You know that I am a big fan of Jen Aiden on the show. I think she, she brings quite a bit. I've said that she brings quite a bit on the show. But I feel like Jen needs to calm down just a little bit. I don't know if you have seen her in her interviews on the after show. Everything at this point is about Melissa. Melissa should have been doing this. Melissa should have been doing that. How come Melissa is not doing this? I don't want to be doing these things. She's the sister-in-law. Where is Melissa? You know, Jen. And the little, <laughs> she is always like smiling from ear to ear when she's saying that. She likes to outline and, you know, broadcast everything that Melissa is not doing right. And plus her little heckling at the bridal party, it's becoming a little bit annoying. You know, there was a point where it was Dolores who used to finish Teresa's sentences for her, right? But now... As I said in the last few episodes, Jennifer has taken that role. 
you can tell that Jen, she really wants to be in there, like right there. And it's starting to look a little bit like we have a fan on the show and not so much a housewife. I think that Jen needs to calm down a little bit and maybe she shouldn't put all of her chips on the same color. I think it would be a little bit smarter for her to diversify her portfolio <laughs> because you know we know that friendships they don't tend to last forever in that franchise so if I was Jen if I were Jen I would try to keep it cool with everyone um, obviously still bring the, the same amount of drama but try to just have relationships with everybody so you don't end up on an island by yourself So now about Bill and Jennifer. I really don't know what is going on on that front, but it seems to me like Bill has completely checked out. To be honest with you, I had high hopes for them too, and I do want to see them make it as a couple, but it takes two. We've seen them go to therapy, well, one session, and it doesn't really appear like Bill wants to keep on going to therapy. So I don't know. I remember at some point in time uh, in the Real Housewives of Orange County, Vicky, when she was going through hardships with Dawn, she said the camera doesn't lie. And I hope that they can find some sort of resolution to overcome their challenges. And obviously, guys, there's a lot of gossips out there that involves the state of their relationship. And, you know, there's allegations that there might be some sort of agreement within their marriage. So it's been alleged that even when last season, when Margaret brought, brought up the affair to the world, that the entire cast already knew um, for some time that, you know, Bill was doing his thing and that Jennifer allegedly was okay with it. So, and I guess that would explain why Margaret said that she thought that Jen was like acting like Scarlett O'Hara and she didn't really understand why Jen acted so hurt. So obviously Jen was hurt because of her kids, which makes sense to me, but apparently amongst the women, they don't seem to think that like, it, there's allegations that they didn't think that this would affect Jen so much because she was already aware of Bill's wild ways, apparently. So I'm not sure if this will be addressed at the reunion, but I was told that Jen and Bill, especially Jen, was extremely quiet at this uh, reunion. Which, if you think about it, is not really like her, given her history on the show. So, And it has been also alleged that there is a dossier on all cast members and that a private investigation was conducted by one of the husbands. And I've also been told that there is evidence of this investigation and that it's going to be provided at the reunion. So I was also told that that particular cast member will admit to it as well. So I'm not sure if it, if it will make the edit. I'm not sure if we're going to see it. But I heard that this happened. So 
So we see Margaret meeting up with her best friend Lexi and their moms. And, you know, I guess it's nice that Margaret wants to be there for Lexi as Lexi was there for her when she was going through her marital troubles. Um, it seems like there's a lot of trust between the women. You know, Margaret is like a full-time cast member on the show. She travels a lot as a result of that. And um, she does a lot of appearances as well. So I don't know if Lexi is still living in the guest house. I hope she gets back on her feet very soon and finds a place of her own. In my personal opinion, I think that that would be a better um, situation, a better, a better look for her in my personal opinion. Okay. I don't know if you guys notice, but Margaret has been a little bit more soggy lately. Like she seems very emotional this season. She cries easily. She's always wiping away her tears. I wonder what's going on with her. She never used to be such a crier. If you recall, she used to make fun of Siggy called her soggy flicker for crying all the time and making fun of her hormone like her imbalance imbalance at that point right so i don't know if margaret is trying to appear more vulnerable this season because she knows that her former bff i.e laura <laughs> all of this stuff is coming out i don't know if you listen to laura's interview a few weeks ago there also seems to be a little bit of a rival rivalry between Laura and Lexi. I'm not sure what happened between the women, but you can tell that there's no love lost on Laura's part. Like she refers to her as like the help, right? She says, yeah, the girl that brings the coffee. Yeah, the girl who like, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's kind of weird because when you look at Lexi on TV, she appears to be very sweet and like no one would have a problem with her. But for some reason, Laura, when she thinks or talks about Lexi and Margaret, it, it doesn't sound very positive. So I don't know if there's something there, but something to explore maybe for next season. I don't know. On to the foodas. <laughs> so I don't know if I actually gave my real opinion about this storyline. But I just want to make it very quick, guys, because I don't want to talk about it extensively. To be honest with you all, I feel a little uncomfortable about the whole thing because the kid is a minor and nobody had to know about his family situation. That's what I think. His mom is not on the show. Now her picture is all over the Internet with everything wrong that she's ever done in her life. I feel bad for the people that didn't know, like the people around that kid, you know, maybe the people that he goes, goes to school with, like the people that did not know, now they know. And don't get me wrong, I think it's commendable for that Rachel wants to go through that process and that she wants to make it official on paper. The only thing that I don't really like, um, and maybe... It has to do with editing, but I hear a lot of eyes. I did this for him. I was there for him. I did this. I did that. Rachel, it's not about you. It's not about you. You may have been that person in Jaden's life. I just wish it would have been 
you know, brought up differently on the show. And if you notice, John Fuda, who is actually the biological father, he's extremely quiet and he looks a little uncomfortable too, right? And he takes more of a step back approach to the whole thing. So I'm not going to... I'm not gonna I'm not going to hit Jaden's mom as she's down and out. I know she hasn't made the like the best decisions in life or the right decisions. Um I'm not gonna judge her for that. We're not perfect. Like I always say, um we're all flawed and if we start from the concept that, you know, good people can do bad things sometimes, then you know, I just I just wish that we didn't talk about this on the show and that she wasn't made into a storyline because this woman is not on the show. Now on to Danielle. I love her hubby on the show. I think he's tall, good looking. He you know, he's not looking for the camera. He's not looking for camera time. I love their dynamic as a family. And um, I love I love the relationship with their kids. The kids are so cute. So at this point, I think people had high expectations for Danielle this season. And I'm not saying this to be mean, but I think she kind of fell flat a little bit this season. Um, and, you know, I have a feeling that she knows this as well because of all of the crying and you know she's leaving every scene and you know she's not really taking her 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 place on the show and you know that's okay it's her first season right so we got we got to give uh cut her some slack but um maybe she's realizing that she's not made for this and the more you see her crying that's just my theory but the more you see her crying, the more you realize that it probably has very little to do with her brother after all, with that brother situation, that falling out. Maybe, maybe Danielle is realizing that she's not performing in comparison to Rachel. Because Rachel kind of decided that she would become the bone carrier, right? She takes every bones and she talks about it, stands her ground, she gets in the thick of it. But Danielle, she seems a little bit more sensitive. So she does not know where she belongs yet. Like you could see that she has like some sort of friendship with like Jennifer and Teresa, but they're not really going hard for her like that. Not yet anyways, right? So um, you can tell that Danielle wants to feel accepted by the woman and she's like struggling to find her sweet spot on the show, which probably explains why why she is bringing up the allegations against Melissa to her husband and her mom. Like if you remember, when Jen told her in Ireland about the rumor, she wanted nothing to do of it, like with it. Like she, she wanted no parts of it. But now it's like she's slowly planning and preparing to be the one delivering that message to Melissa. So I think, I think that, yeah, um, do I think that Danielle cared about Melissa at that time? Yes, like a little bit probably, right? She cared about, you know, a family woman having this sort of like gossip out about her. Like, of course she did. But I think she also was looking for her big moment on the show. Because let's be honest, 
there has been a lot of crying a lot of leaving the scenes so there hasn't been much of that so i think yeah you know danielle was looking for her big moment her big aha moment on the show right the moment that would stick so we see uh the kids you know i just want to take a little moment to talk about the children of the real housewives of new jersey uh, we see the girls for their uh fitting you know their final fitting of their beautiful dress you know for their mom and uh, i have to say the judice's girls they look absolutely stunning gorgeous like from gia to gabriella to melania who I have a very soft spot for I love Melania and um, Adriana who is like so beautiful and so tall that was like I was like happy to see that like beautiful girls like because I feel like we have watched them grow up on the show right and uh, Joe Judice's call he, he called on um, while they were doing their you know their fitting and um, you know I know some people have opinions of Joe Judice but for me I'm talking about myself everybody knows I love Joe Judice on the show obviously right I do not know him as a person but on the show I always enjoy um, watching him and I kind of miss him I miss seeing him on the show with his girls um, I, I wish that the trip was a trip in the Bahamas, to be honest with you, just so we could see Joe and see him interact with his girls, because I always thought he was great TV, and I know people like to call him names and say all kinds of things about what he did. Um, I just want to say he paid his dues, he did his time, he's not in, in this country anymore as a result of that so I don't think that we need to just keep on bashing Joe Judice for his past mistakes and um, in the next scene we see Antonia and Gino is it Gino yes Gino I have to say I don't know I don't know what's in that gene pool but those kids are gorgeous too it's like Antonia is so beautiful and Gino Melissa's gonna have to worry about a whole bunch of <laughs> that kid is gorgeous really really like they make beautiful kids so I was proud that you know for um, for Melissa as a mom to have her baby girl you know being accepted into college and I don't know like there's something about Antonia that is so sweet you know she seems to be very shy a little timid um, in front of the cameras a little bit even though she's been in front of the camera for like the cameras for so long but I just I don't know my perception of her is just like very sweet very sweet girl right so um, it was it was nice it was nice to see that her parents wanted to do something nice for her and bought her a car and um, she looked very happy and appreciative and not like she, not like it she didn't it didn't feel like she was entitled to it like she looked completely like emotional about it like grateful that her parents bought her a car and i don't know you know when you um sometimes i, I feel like when you are a celebrity or famous and you have money or you come into money sometimes you know it's very easy to spoil your kids right to spoil them rotten and then just be like okay here this here that and all that stuff but it's nice to see regardless of how certain people feel about melissa or Teresa or whatever just talking about melissa in this case it's nice to see that you can have so much and your kids are still grateful 
for the things that you do for them. So I just wanted to say that. Now about Teresa. Is it just me? I'm just going to talk about this scene. Okay, the scene in the car, obviously, um, Teresa is driving to her bridal party. She has no knowledge of it. It's supposed to be a surprise. I wonder how her kids tricked her into wearing a white dress without her realizing that she was going to her bridal party. So that's an interesting story that was not told on the show last night. <laughs> so, um, then the phone rings, right? <clears throat> I don't know if it's me, guys, and I invite you to just go and watch that episode again or just that particular scene. But Teresa's talking to her girls and it's playful. She's talking about boys with Adriana, who's like at the back of the car texting or on her phone and Melania and all of that. And, you know, it seems pretty light in the car. They always seem to have a good time, right? And then the phone rings. I felt a little bit of tension as like when the phone rang, like I found Teresa, all, like she kind of tensed up a little bit. She seemed a little stressed. Like it's like a split second, just like before Louis even starts talking, she looked a little tense. So I don't know. I don't know if it's because she was driving. I don't know if it's because she had something on her mind. I'm not sure what it was, but it. I, I just kind of saw that a little bit, like in her body language, she looked a little stress and intense when the phone rang so anyways louis <laughs> you gotta love louis on the show because at this point i'm gonna be honest with you um he is kind of the reason why i'm watching this season to be completely honest he's just an interesting character there's a lot about Louis that we don't know. There's a lot that has been alleged. I'm not saying that I believe everything, but he's definitely interesting. So Louis calls and right away, he's like, oh yeah, you're good? Okay, yeah, so I'm gonna send a text um, to this person, that person, plus one, plus one, like Margaret, like basically he goes um, through the list, like down the list, right? And then he says, I'm not going to invite Melissa and Joe. Like, except Melissa and Joe. That was not supposed to happen. <laughs> that was not supposed to happen. And then Teresa is trying to take him. Like, I don't know if she's trying to lower, lower the volume or if she's trying to take him off speakerphone, but she's driving. So it's kind of a difficult task at that point. And then Teresa says to him, do you realize that we're filming this cameras here? And then he says, oh, shit. And he hungs up. And be, when Teresa's saying this, you know, she's kind of like her eyes are glaring like, you know, you're not sure what she's looking at. She's looking in front of her. She's looking at Melania like she's really concerned about this big mistake that Louis just did. Right. That he just made. So anyways, um, they hung up. And I have to say. Teresa has been in front of the cam uh, of the camera since day one, and so have her children, if you really think about it. And I'm not sure 
if my perception is right, I could be reading too much into it. Like, I, I, I don't know, right? I'm not saying that this is the truth. But if you watch that clip, it's like they're, they're so used to be in front of the cameras that they never really kind of just... Um, they don't let you like they, they don't let the viewers see them sweat that easily even little melania right melania's like uh oh you could tell in her head she's probably thinking this moment was not supposed to happen this moment was not supposed to happen so therefore when teresa says oh uh you know they're invited melania says why why right almost as if like to say you know what we're not going to make you lose face here mom like we know that this moment was not supposed to happen and we might as well just say how we really feel like they haven't been there for for, for us or for you so why are you inviting them right it's almost like they're melania in that case is taking um the opportunity to or, or basically it's taking that moment to give Teresa an opportunity to make what Louis did better, kind of, right? It's kind of just like, okay, Louis fucked up. This moment was not supposed to happen, but now I'm going to give my mom a chance to make this, like to turn this around by just being like, why mom? Why are they invited, right? So that way it gives her an, an opportunity to say, well, you know, it's better to be happy. It's it's better to see the light at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> because if you've been a fan of the show, you know Teresa doesn't like for people to know her real feelings, right? It's like, be happy, namaste, family. I love family. But meanwhile, you probably know that between her and Louis at night, they talk and they're probably like thinking, I don't want to have these guys at the wedding. I don't even want them there. And they're trying to just do everything in their power for that to, to, to happen for them not to come really. Right. So I'm not mad at Melania to like for actually saying her real feelings. I wish Teresa could do that too. I wish Teresa could actually say, you know what we've tried. Well, she did kind of say, say that last reunion, but I wish she would kind of follow through with it it's almost like she wants her cake and eat it too at the same time she wants no parts of a relationship with her brother and sister-in-law but to the public she is always showing like well i'm gonna do the right thing but then louis calls <laughs> and exposes the secret between them that in fact they're probably not doing the right thing right Actually, they're trying to sabotage it, really. And I'm actually curious how this is going to play out next week because Louis, if you see the little clip, he says, if I was in a snake pit, would you want to save me or pull me out? Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm pulling you out. I don't know in what context this was said, but it seems to me that he's doing like damage control for fucking up on the hot mic and saying, oh yeah, I'm not going to invite them. I think maybe he's going to try to spin it around and make it look like those guys, you know, they're abusing you, using you. And as a person that loves you, I can't watch that. So I have, again, to be the savior and pull you out of that situation, right? Louis is very involved seems like so anyways um one thing that i thought was interesting it was last season when they introduced louis to us remember when he was going to the shore house like jennifer's shore house um 
Basically, Teresa left Jennifer's shore house in a huff. And then she came back and she was in the sprinter van with Louie. And said, like, at first, Louie and Teresa, they sat in the sprinter van. And Louis, he appeared to be a little somber, like just a little bit, right? I'm not going to say he was mad. I'm not going to say he was angry. But the look on his face was definitely a little somber. And then Teresa, she sat down and said, there's cameras here. Like there's cameras in that car. Like she warns Louis, right? At the time, I didn't make a big deal out of it because I was just like, you know, the relationship is new. She's protective of that relationship. It makes sense. You know, she's used to this life. He's not. She just kind of wants to give him a warning. That's how I took it anyways. But after what happened uh, last night, <laughs> I had to go back to that episode and watch. Okay. I needed to watch with new eyes, with a new pair of eyes. So I went back and I watched that episode and Louis appears to be somber, sits down in the car, and they're not talking. And then Teresa says to him, there's cameras in this car. There's cameras in this car. And then, guys, if you don't believe me, go back to the episode, okay? Louis goes like this. And visibly shakes his body. Off. Like, you know, you know, when you shake it off, right? That's what he does. And he goes, oh, ah, mm, I'm so tired today. Right. And um, it's almost like, oh, light cameras like on. Right. Boom. He transformed into a different person. He put a smile on his face and he was like he had a different attitude at that point. Right. So maybe just maybe. Louis has been working in the backgrounds. And, you know, like Melissa said at some point in time, he definitely contributed to the problem, to the family problem. So I don't know, like it seems to me like he says one thing uh, to Teresa and the girls. And then when he's when he has an audience, he always wants to make it look like he's trying to fix this family. Right. So I don't know. Something to consider. Anyways, the toast. <laughs> How did you like the little clip at the beginning? If you recall, this is not the first time that Teresa leaves a person out of a toast, right? She's done this before multiple times. She's kind of notorious for that. Um, no matter what your feelings are about Kathy Wakili and Richie and if you like them or not, uh, I know they came on the show without telling her and it wasn't like the greatest thing and they kind of sided with Carol. I know about all of that, right? And I'm not giving it any credit. I'm just saying it's a pattern. It's a little bit of a pattern. Um, if you recall when they were in was it Napa I think it was in Napa everybody was getting along it was Caroline's 50th at that time and they were um, Kathy and Teresa were sitting next to each other and Teresa acknowledged everyone in the room except for Kathy and um, yeah you know that was that was kind of like a moment that um, it wasn't her best. It wasn't her best moment. And just like Caroline said at the time, she said, I don't raise my glass to mean toast. And that was a deliberate Sean, which I believe it was a de deliberate Sean then. It was a deliberate Sean now. Um, 
listen, I understand the dynamic. I know the sister-in-laws don't like each other or Teresa doesn't like Melissa at this point. Um, I think it's okay for Teresa to want to thank, you know, everyone, right? But don't exclude a person on purpose. I'm just not for that, guys. And I know, I know people online, they like to go and say, wow, look what Melissa did 10 years ago. Look what Joe did. I know all those receipts are there. But I'm just saying, just because they did it, or just because, you know, they're, they're, they all play in the mud together. But I'm just saying it doesn't make it right. She could have just be she, she could have just been gracious about it, in my opinion. She could have just been like, you know what? I'm happy that all of my sister-in-laws are there, past and future. I'm happy that my friends are there. Or I'm happy that, you know, my colleagues are there or the housewives. Like, I'm just saying, it just seems like... You're going to go through my first sister-in-law that lives in uh, California and this person that lives there and that person. And you're not going to talk about Melissa. Why are you working so hard to make another person feel so bad? Just don't invite her. Just don't. Well, obviously, she didn't know that that um, she had her bridal party. But I'm just saying at this point, I don't even think the ladies are really acknowledging each other in the room, right? Like we've seen Teresa like hug everyone in the room. I don't recall seeing her hug Melissa or even have a talk with her. It's kind of sad because they had this beautiful moment in Ireland. Like, you know, it was a lot of nasty moments, but they also had a bonding moment, I thought when Melissa did the little picture with the Italian flag and Sala Consolina and, you know, how the how no matter what happened, it all started with the four of you guys. And now it's only the two of you guys. And it's about to be like none of you guys very soon, right? So I thought that was kind of uh, mean-spirited. And I was happy. I was really happy to um, see Teresa's trainer have a little bit of compassion for Melissa and just say, you know what? Sorry. I tell her all the time and you should have been acknowledged in that toast. You're important too. You're worth it too. I thought that was nice that someone did that, right? It shows, I like when people have a mind of their own. Okay. It's not because you're friends with somebody that you have to agree with everything that they do. And I know nothing about, I think her name is Nicole uh, Pipas. I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name, but that shows character. You know, I think that that was nice. It takes nothing to be compassionate to a person. And I love the fact that she took 30 seconds out of her day to just say to Melissa, you matter too. And you should have been acknowledged in that toast. So speaking of friends, um, because I recognize Rosanna. Rosanna has been on the show like multiple times. We've seen her um, even like during Strippergate. She was the one telling Teresa, hey, we'll take you like just have another drink, another shot. We'll take you back. And uh, I think when uh, Joe, was she around when Joe uh, chipped his tooth? Anyways, uh, during the parkour with Danielle, remember at uh, Dolores's house, she came. Um, I think it was Rosanna, like there was two Rosannas at that uh, event. But anyways, we've seen her over the years quite often on the show. So I know they're good friends. She's not a housewife, but I'm assuming that they've known each other for, for a long time. So I was happy that she was acknowledged there, right? Because it's probably hard to keep like, you know, relationships with like friends from the past when you're on, rea on a reality show for so long. So I also... I was also wondering if anyone knows 
what happened to Linda. I don't know her last name, but do you guys remember Linda? There used to be a Linda on the show. Uh, she used to um, train with Teresa at some point. Like, I don't know if you guys remember. She's the one who calls when Teresa and Kim D are having coffee. And she ba basically tells them, hey, guess who's at the gym? Melissa, Jacqueline, and Kathy. And then she also goes to Kathy's um, little um, event. Like, when she was having her pastries, she goes to her tasting. And she's there, too. Like, she's like this brunette, beautiful, like, tiny Jacqueline used to refer to her as Teresa's soldier or like a recruit and said that she used to speak on Teresa like she tended to speak on Teresa's behalf a lot so I haven't seen a lot of uh, Linda since that season and I'm just wondering if her and Teresa are still friends because we haven't seen her for a while so I also wonder if um that couple, like the two girls, like uh, the two women, I should say, I'm sorry, um, Robin and Christina, I believe their, their names were the, I'm wondering if they're still friends with Teresa. At some point in time, they used to be very close because I followed her on social media and that was around the time that Joe went away too and I used to see her um, party with them. Like they used to go to clubs. There's even like footage of them dancing together and having a lot of fun. If you remember, those girls were even fe featured on the show and uh, you know, Robin is the girl that Jacqueline sat on her lap and uh, they were at Joe Judice's go away party. So. We haven't seen them. I have not spotted them at the party. Just wondering. It's just really a question. I wonder if they're still friends. Because sometimes, you know, people lose touch. Um, I, I just wanted to know if they were still in Teresa's life at all. Now, just a little update about the whole IRS situation. Because... If you've been online, you've seen that there's a lot of chatter about uh, the IRS and Joe Gorga being the informant in Teresa's case and all of that. So I can only tell you what I was told uh, when it comes to that particular situation. And I'm not even sure that it's going to be brought up in the way that we expect or hope at the reunion. But um, I was told that you know, there are references of that at the reunion. A lot of people seem confused about the whole thing and that Joe Gorga did not seem concerned whatsoever with the whole allegation of the IRS. So um, we'll see. Don't expect too much resolution at the reunion. Um, yeah, so that's what I was told when it comes to that. And um, one thing that I do want to say, though, when it comes to that whole IRS situation, um, at this point, I think there needs to be some serious evidence when it comes to, to Joe Gorga being the informant. Um, you know, it's not cool to be called an informant on in any legal cases, uh, let alone if you're trying to throw your own sister under the bus, right? So I feel like it has been alleged a lot. You know, at some point in time, it was uh, Caroline Manzo, and then it became Jacqueline. And it's always pretty controversial to be an informant, a.k.a. a rat. So I feel like if this is going to be thrown um, out there, you know, that Joe Gorga is that person, that it should be backed up with serious evidence because it is a little bit damaging. Well, not a little bit, a lot damaging, right? And it's really no favor to any parties at this point. 
it's not because it's Joe Gorga. If he did it, and if he is, you know, we want that information to to be known. But if he's not, and it's just a rumor, it's kind of a dam damaging one at this point. So, um, you know, I think it's not enough to just say, "Well, I heard," and. Um, so and so saw him like you know I'm not saying like it's not credible it could be a, a, a true story but if he is really the informant this needs to be backed up like they need to bring and pull out some serious receipts because again they said this about Caroline and it wasn't true and then they said this about Jacqueline and it wasn't true and I was told that Jacqueline calls at the reunion so I don't know I don't know like we'll see we'll see how this plays out but uh, anyways just to end guys um, there's a lot of talk online all the time you know there's people they are um, more on the Teresa team other people are neutral other people are more Melissa and some people want Melissa off the show I've already given my opinion when it comes to this I don't think she's leaving uh, next season I don't really see it I think that there's more to explore and uh, it would be interesting to have Melissa in a different capacity like not necessarily like having to back up her sister-in-law all the time and just for them to have their independent you know storylines because we've never seen that since Melissa has entered the Real Housewives so that would be an interesting thing to see um, and um, you know people they always say like Teresa cannot leave the show she is the OG which I agree with I agree that you know she started this thing and that she is an important character of the show however I wanted to read you a little comment that I've seen um, online and that, that I've saved because it's like an old comment from like 2016 and this comment was made by all things rh so it's all like it's very old right 2016 so before i read the comment i just wanted to say when i used to watch the real housewife of atlanta for example i never thought never thought in a million years that nini leaks would one day be off the show Okay, I, I never saw Atlanta without Nini. And to be honest with you, um, the trailer for this season looks good, right? I'm going to be carefully optimistic when it comes to that, but so far so good. Um, but Atlanta's been struggling for a few years without Nini, right? To the point that even Kenya um, on BravoCon last year, she actually said on stage, uh, the question was, who would you like to bring back if you could right uh to your franchise and she said well i know that it's probably not going to be possible because of the legal case going on but nini right and the thing is nini's just great tv she was just great tv and she's not just great tv she's actually great overall you know like this woman is made for this business right it doesn't matter if she's on a if she's doing an interview it doesn't matter if she is doing housewife it doesn't matter if she is doing a quick podcast or it doesn't matter if she is on uh the breakfast club with charlemagne and uh envy so you know nini is really good and i happen to miss her a lot right she is and always be my favorite housewife like my number one right and you know i just think that she was irreplaceable but then they replaced like they replaced her and they did the same thing with vicky 
You know, I always thought that Vicky would just be like in uh, Orange County forever, right? Until she wasn't. So when people say that, you know, you're irreplaceable, it's not always true, right? Um, so here's the comment, and I'm not going to read everything from the beginning because it's quite long, but it says here, now it's all about fame hungry women and their men desperate to be the next Bethany slapping their names on plastic purses caterwauling a highly engineered tune and promoting their wine just how many of these wives have their own wine now any anyways ridiculous and I refuse to believe that there is no show without Teresa Bologna <laughs> everyone is replaceable and probably should be at a certain point that's the comment that I, I agree with Here's an idea. Why not let viewers vote? Even better, how about a Thunderdome-style tournament? Two wives enter, one wife leave. Fight it out until the last hair extension is pulled out. So that was written on February 19, 2016 by All Things Our Age. That's all, guys. That's all I got. And as always, be a fan. Don't be fanatical. Ciao. Hi, my relatable listeners. If you enjoy this show and would like to support me and my work, please join the community and head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash housewivesrelatable. Don't forget to comment, like, share, and subscribe. You can also find me on YouTube at housewivesrelatable or on Instagram at relatable underscore Stella.